This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the new release time for Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy. The latest episodes now on Fridays for weekend date night listening to help couples keep it hot. Hello again and welcome to Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy. I'm your host, certified sex therapist Lori Watson, author of Wanting Sex Again and blogger at Psychology Today and WebMD. And I have with me Dr. Adam Matthews, my co-host, who's a couples therapist, psychotherapist, and president of NCAMFT. Foreplay is dedicated to helping couples keep it hot. Each episode, we cover an aspect of sex that impacts your sex life and something that you can relate to. So if you find our discussions helpful, please give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. We would love it if you would tell a friend about us. You can find us also on the web at foreplayrst.com. And if you have a comment or a topic that you'd like us to talk about, we'd love to hear from you. Please send them to us at info at foreplayrst.com. Thanks for listening. Now on to today's topic. Adam, I'm so glad to have you back. <laughs> I'm glad it, to be back, It Lori. was really hard to just do this monologue for 30 minutes oh, last time. I'm sure it was great. I know Thank it was you. great. Thank you, but it was hard without you. Well, How was your snow day? Horrible. Well, <laughs> I, hate, I hate the snow. With the, you do? No, I don't. I love the snow on the first day, mm-hmm. right? Everything's... Fresh, fresh and clean everybody's super excited we wake yeah. up it's a winter wonderland I know, you know I like know. everything's um you know day off of school snow yeah. law is in full effect you know it, about snow law no what's the snow law snow law is in uh, anything that go can can happen in, on a snow day so you sure. can eat pancakes oh. on, a, on a tuesday you know because you're snow law you know, uh-huh. you can eat as much as you want. You can watch as many as much TV as you want. You can be lazy. <laughs> you know, you can snow law. Snow law is in full effect. But like calories don't count. Calories don't count. We don't need you to know, worry about carbs on a you snow know, day. You don't have to return any phone calls. You know, the world kind of stops. <laughs> it, and in Raleigh, in, it especially does in the stop. south, yeah, yeah, in the south, it everything everything freezes up. Four but, inches, which was a lot yeah. for us, and. Shut yeah. us down for three days. Yeah. But by yeah. day three, right, everything changes. And mm-hmm. you, like, I have to get out of the house. We're trapped. My children are going nuts. We've mm-hmm. watched, we cannot watch, you know, the same movie, same princess movie well, the, eight yeah, times princess in the movie. same What's the current room? movie these days that you're watching? My, well, my daughters are really into Harry Potter. Oh, thank and goodness. So I love Harry Potter. I do too, but we're not going to let them watch the movies until they've read the books. Yes. And so we, we only have two, we're only two movies in. I see. And so it's the same two, and they want to watch them over and over oh, and over. I, I don't know what's, I don't know what's wrong with children that they can't just watch a movie once and then move on. Yeah, no. Um, but so, so when exciting. you're trapped inside with them and we're watching, I love it, but over and over <laughs> and over again, it, um, it makes me, you know, it feels like death. Yeah. So, so <laughs> the then, Death Eaters. The, the Death Eaters were at yeah, the Matthews it, house. It literally feels it feels like <laughs> we're going to be trapped inside our house forever and ever. So, but we finally got to get out. Like it finally broke a little bit, so that we could return to some kind of routine. That's good. Um, and so you know, so it's better. Well, it's better. But I am you know. glad to have you back. And we're going to talk about a difficult subject today. Oh uh, yeah. 
the moment of discovery if you find out that your partner is cheating. Yeah, and people like I think it's become not normalized, but the impact of an affair, right? Mm-hmm. It, we we don't talk about it often enough as a trauma, right? But that's really what it is, especially the discovery of one. It feels super traumatic because it is. Yeah, it is. It is absolutely traumatic. Yeah. I mean, people tell me, I feel like the earth swallowed me. Mm. And I think the the reason is, is, you know, it's not, I think, therefore I am, but I am loved, mm. therefore I am. And when the, the moment of the sense of the person you think loves you the most, suddenly you believe doesn't love you, it is really like you barely exist. I mean, mm. people tell me all the time they get lost going to the grocery store, to the dentist, places that they've been regularly they can't find their way because it really is traumatic, yeah, acute it, stress. In the world, it, it literally turns everything upside down, right? Everything they thought they knew, they start to question. That's right. right. That's right. And so, you know, oftentimes there is a prelude to the discovery. You know, mm-hmm. the, um, maybe your partner starts to act funny and is staying longer at work or there's this – Sometimes even suspicious behavior, mm-hmm. you know, you find traces of things and you ask about it and suddenly they're saying, no, no, that's not what's going on. Mm-hmm. So you begin to doubt your senses, but there's this growing sense of dread. And sometimes it's an absolute surprise, you know, one moment, but many times there's kind of a buildup. And people ask me things, what to do. And, you know, as a therapist, my role is not necessarily to tell people what to do. You're not, yeah, right? we don't give advice. We We're don't not advice say, givers. Yeah, yeah, we don't say you should do this, you should do that. Mm-hmm. We we help them in a process of discovery. And I think as marital therapists, even when an individual comes into us and says, "Hey, I'm really afraid of this," uh, what do you think? You know, we have to sit with them and talk them through it. But mm-hmm. as a podcaster. We can be a little more specific and direct, right? As a podcaster, I'm going to tell you what I really think. <laughs> That's right. Unfiltered opinions coming, right? <laughs> I like that. We're going to be a little unfiltered today. So as a podcaster, I would say to be aggressive. Mm-hmm. to sit, Not aggressive you, emotionally, but to take direct active steps. When you're, You mean when you're suspicious? That when you are suspicious, you should say, may I have your phone? And if your partner refuses, you really need to get into that. Now, I know that there's the pursuer distancer thing, and many distancers who are not having affairs would feel very invaded Mm. by their partner asking to see their phone. But in general, in a spousal relationship, you know, there should be no secrets, Mm. right? I mean, if they're texting somebody, why can't you just see it? And it feels like such an invasion of privacy these days, right? Because our phones have become like our, an extension of ourselves. Yeah, our inner self. Almost. Mm-hmm. But that is also the primary way in which affairs either develop or that get communicated is through some kind of digital communication, oftentimes Absolutely. through our phone. And Absolutely. so there, it, it's almost become a, a trust thing for us to, uh, for as in a, in a partnered relationship, to be able to share that information, yeah, right? Yeah. Like if your partner, if you don't have your partner's password to their phone and log in, right? It's it's not a matter of privacy. It's a matter of displaying trust to yeah, each other, right? Yeah, I, I think the phone is the way that oftentimes an affair is discovered. Mm-hmm. And you're right, it's it's a very private thing. But I think between partners, there has to be an openness in mm-hmm. general, 
I mean, there are certain reasons, right? Like on my phone, it's password protected because occasionally I have client information on it. So I, you know, yeah. you know, I, d- I need to protect that. And there are good reasons for it. But if my husband said, who are you texting? Mm-hmm. I would say, here's my phone. Yeah. Here you go. Right. Right. Because we want to allay suspicion. We want to build trust. Yes. Yeah. And so, transparency is, is kind of a foundational nature of trust. So being able to do that is important. Absolutely. I, I think the next thing is I would say hire a PI. Mm. You know, if you're really suspicious and your partner keeps saying no, 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 no. I mean, I think there's if it is extended, let's mm. say six months of no, 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 no. I'm not having an affair and you really suspect it. And there are multiple signs of that. Then I would say get it over with. Yeah. You know, hire a PI, figure it out. It's so easy to discover somebody having an affair these days. It's ridiculous. And by the way, if you are having an affair, it's just, okay, uh, you know, expletive, easy to find <laughs> it out. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> there, are, there are cameras everywhere. Are you kidding me? It's a digital age. <laughs> it's got to come out, right? That's what I think. I think most people have. Are you affair. laughing at my expletive? I'm, 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 I'm laughing at just like I, I. I mean, I think people have a hard time believing that. Like yeah. they think they are covering their tracks, but it it will come out oh, eventually. It, it is absolutely like it, it's, traceable. It's not you're you're not Don't as good yourself. as lying or as covering your tracks as you think you are. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Absolutely. So. Um, and then we want to help you with an action plan for what you do if you do discover. And, you know, the odds of you listening to this and, you know, referring back to it should this happen to you. First of all, you have our sympathy. We know it is an enormous yeah. trauma. We also think as marital therapists that it is not the end of a marriage. No, you know, we want to say good news here. Not yeah. the end of a marriage necessarily. But it is a big breach of trust. It is something that needs to be overcome. And there are two parts. There is your partner's cheating. And there is also the responsibility of the betrayed partner to figure out, okay, what's going on in the marriage Mm. that left us vulnerable? I think the the hiring of a PI can feel like a traumatic step, though, in and of itself. It can feel a little seedy, I think. Um, But what what you're talking about, though, is that you – at times need objective proof to prove that you are not crazy. That's right? that's, because the that's the primary the reason thing. because an extended period of feeling like you're crazy scrambles your own brain. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It makes you not just doubt yourself but doubt your partner. And so you can't – because I think at first it presents like that, right? It presents as it could go either way. Yeah. You know, there yeah. could be a logical explanation for it and that's probably what your partner is presenting. But it could be something else as well. And so you, you when you don't know – Getting some objective evidence yeah. from a third party can yeah. be really, really helpful, helpful and lay to bed some of those doubts and fears. You know, and if you're a, if you're a totally paranoid person and I'm feeding your paranoia, mm. I mean, ask your best girlfriend or your best guy friend first and say, mm. you know me, you know I'm paranoid. Is this the right step for me or am I just paranoid mm. and controlling or jealous? I mean, those kinds of things are another pathology, another podcast, but... Okay, so what do you do in the moment that you find out? First of all, I would say don't panic. You tell your partner calmly. You say, you know, I've made this discovery or I believe you're having an affair. Maybe it's not with actual proof. I believe you're having an affair and we need to level with each other. You need to tell me what's going on because I will figure it out if you don't. You know, I mean, computers and phones, they're all downloadable. You know, everything that you type is saved somewhere. Yeah. And so 
those things are discoverable. So you, you need to be really calm and say that. I think the, the next thing is don't tell the kids, right? Don't drag the kids into the middle of it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you are a family, even though it's very tempting to want sympathy from people that you love the most, which are your children, don't tell them. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I mean, that is marital content. That is not their business. It will traumatize them, keep them out of it. If they see you crying, it's understandable that they're going to ask and just say, you know, mommy's upset or daddy is, you know, having a really bad time. Mm -hmm. Uh, But don't tell them why. I mean, that may be content that later is shareable for a very specific reason, but it's crazy to injure your children in the midst of this kind of yeah, not in the moment chaos, yeah. right? I mean, not in the moment of discovery or in the moment of trying to figure out what right. you're going to do. And and I think hardly ever, right? I mean, I just don't think it's the children's business. Yeah, you know the the protection of I think the panic and the the urge to tell the kids a lot of times comes up because we we feel like everything's about to fall apart, yeah. right? And yeah. so we're just grasping at anything yeah. Oh, my God, my children are going to be traumatized. I need to yeah. tell them daddy's leaving or right. you know, mommy is off right. with love somebody else. Don't do that. Well, not, and you don't know, you don't know what's going to happen to that, right? right. And it's, it is possible to rebuild from that. Absolutely and so not panicking possible. and not um, oversharing with the children uh, is, is an important step to, to get it off to the right. Yes. the right start. Yes. So absolutely. let's come back after the break, Lori, and we have some more really good stuff to trying to get into of some more steps to take. Okay. Thanks. So Adam, we're going to do a new thing. We are going to offer a link to Patreon on Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy, which is foreplayrst.com, for people who are really interested in helping us develop deeper, you know, more interesting podcasts and also offer resources to them. Yeah, Patreon is a platform where you can directly support things that you love. We know that several of you have been real supportive of us, and we hope you would consider being financially supportive as well. Right, because we're running practices and families, and we need time really to do more, something like a webinar. We'd like to do some worksheets for you. We really want to expand the resources that we can be able to provide to you as our listeners, dive deeper into the questions you have, offer more practical steps for you to have the best possible relationship. So we're looking for some patrons. We appreciate already the love, the emails that you send. All of that is great. So if you love listening to us, you can find out how to support us by going to our website, foreplayrst.com. Thank you so much for considering that. We appreciate it. Wanting Sex Again, How to Rediscover Desire and Heal a Sexless Marriage by Certified Sex Therapist Lori Watson. Each chapter is designed to fix one of the problems that cause low libido, from early marriage through the childbearing years, even all the way through menopause. I've also had men read it and tell me that for them it was the most hopeful thing they read about resolving sexual problems. Look for Wanting Sex Again on Amazon.com. You can also talk to Lori Watson for therapy in person or via Skype. I offer couples counseling and sex therapy, and I think about both aspects of the relationship, emotional intimacy and sexual technique and that combination together helps marriages be happy improve your sex and improve your relationship with awakening center for couples and intimacy find out more at awakenloveandsex.com awaken what's possible 
Hi, I'm Dr. Adam Matthews, and I want to welcome you to Matthews Counseling. At Matthews Counseling, we believe it is our job to come alongside you in whatever difficult challenges of life you are in and help you rediscover hope and to find the strength that you have to face those challenges. We believe in people, specifically that no two people are alike and therefore they need solutions that are unique to them. We strive to create a safe and comfortable place for you to explore who you want to be and identify the obstacles standing in your way. Oftentimes, the first step toward finding help is the hardest, but it can also be the bravest. At MatthewsCounseling.net, we strive to help make the first step easy. There, you will find our blog with some great resources from our therapist. You'll also find a link to our client portal where you can schedule directly with our therapist at your convenience. We offer free 30-minute consultations, either in person or over the phone, so the first step is at no cost to you. Give us a call at 919-587-8018 or again, find us online at matthewscounseling.net. We look forward to working with you. Okay, we are back with what to do in the moment of discovery, the early stage of figuring out if your partner is cheating. Yeah, how, to ma- how to manage this trauma yeah. slash emergency. Yeah, uh, we just said, don't tell the kids. Mm-hmm. I would also say, don't tell the relatives. Mm-hmm. You know, you need one person that you can confide in. And this is a big one because it's so difficult to hold it all inside and act normal. Yeah. You, know, you want to go out and tell everybody and you want to tell their relatives and your family and your yeah. mom and dad and your brothers and sisters, don't do it. People tend to over talk. They overshare. They, because they're just wanting all the advice that they could possibly get sometimes. Or sometimes they just want to vilify and and rant and get and, it all get it all out. Yeah. And I think they're so unstable. Mm-hmm. They're, they're looking for stability. And if I tell you, you know, you'll you'll verify yeah. this sense of I was crazy or I yeah. was foolish or all that, and so they're looking for stability. And I think the the point here when it, of don't tell the relatives. Tell me if you think if you agree with this is that a lot of times people are going to be on your side Absolutely. in every relationship. We your have, family is going to be on your, your side. your family is going to be on your side, and so you're going to get a biased perspective, mm-hmm. right? You're not going to get a good sound perspective unless, and this is where the only exception that I would make, and you tell me if you agree with this, is that I do think you need somebody to help you do. walk you through this. And you so do. if that person, if your best friend is your mother or your best friend is your father or your brother or whatever, um, but with a caveat of they have to be for your relationship. If they have demonstrated in the past that they are not for your relationship or they don't like your partner or they have, they've always thought that, you know, you don't want, well, I've always thought he was a scumbag, right? right. Like that is going to be damaging. It's going to be harder to rebuild because you're going to have this person that sided, already sided with you. And that if, if you want, if you choose to rebuild your relationship is going to always be sided with you and then is going to put your partner in a, in a deficit that's going to make it hard for them to come back. Yeah. Um, and I think, oh, Adam, I just love what you said. I think it's so important. You know, anytime if our confidant is somebody who is not for our greater commitments, mm-hmm. if they're only for us, like I have two best girlfriends, right? One of them is for me. One of them is for us. Yeah. So if I want sympathy, you know, then I might tell the one. But if I want reality, I'm going to tell the other. I I heard something recently on a podcast that I thought was so smart, or maybe it was a um, video, but the person said, if your friend, you know, your friends are basically going to tell you how great you are and Mm -hmm. how much your partner sucks. Yeah. So tell an enemy. 
Yeah. <laughs> if you tell want the truth, yeah. tell an enemy. That's if right. you want to see what your part is yeah. in the in the problem, tell an enemy. Yeah, that's exactly. I think that's 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 really smart, and it, it's just good advice in general. Even if an affair is not happening, um, that you want people that are for your relationship. Yes. And yes. you know, I think if your parent, if you're the parent of people that are getting married, be for your your kids' relationships. Yeah, not know? just for your kids. Not just for your kids. Okay, so we've we've made that point. Secondly, I think don't make a threat against the third party. Certainly do not call, do not show up at their home, at their work, Mm -hmm. and make a threat. However, I think a phone call that is saying, hey, I know about it, Mm -hmm. is not a bad idea. Tell me what you mean by that. So I think calling the third party and saying, you know, I have concrete proof. And only if you have concrete proof, not Mm -hmm. if you're just crazy jealous. Or suspicious. Only if you have concrete proof. Hmm. Could you call the other if you know their number and say, you know, I know that you are having an affair with my partner and I want you to know that I'm not maybe sure what I'm going to do about it, but I want you to know I know. And What do you think uh, this does? What, what is the benefit of that? Do you think? The benefit of it is it destabilizes that relationship hmm. in a huge way. Okay. You know, because the secrecy is a bubble. Mm-hmm. And so they're in love and they're having sex and you know, maybe the partner is telling the other one, the the other the third party that, "Well, I don't have sex with my partner." And certainly if you're still having sex, eh, you know, by the way, I'm having sex. You know. So whatever they're telling you, we're still sexual too. Mm-hmm. You know, I, and really, I mean, I think that destabilization is helpful to ending the affair more quickly. Yeah. I think the other thing is, and this is really dicey, and I'm not sure what you think of this, Adam, but I think separating, hmm. you know, because suddenly the fantasy is, right, I can have this person over here and I can have my partner. Hmm. So I can, I, I got my cake and I'm eating it too. And if you say to your partner, you know, move out, you know, go be with them. It's like, I don't know that I really want to go be with that person. You know, it's like well, that, that I think is another destabilization. I think I want to go back to the, the calling the person too. Okay. Um, but on both of those fronts, I think the ability to do that hinges on your ability to be, to sane. not be, to be sane and not be emotionally reactive. Yeah. And not um, be threatening. Yeah. Especially not, can't in the, do that. especially not in the beginning. I've, I've rarely seen, I think I understand what you're saying about calling the other person. I've just rarely seen or heard about it going well. Mm-hmm. Um, usually it is like a, the person, they, the other person responds and they can't, they get into, they go get into this back and forth that is really healthy. And then they find out a bunch of the other uh, the third party responds with some very hurtful information. Yeah, okay. Um, okay, and so, that's good. And yeah. so, like, they start texting about certain things that they've done with their partner, and it just it turns into this this mushroom cloud of information. Okay, I get like, that. And so, I think if you are Depends emotionally— on how sane you are. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. I mean, I think if—because this makes you crazy. And it, so it does make you crazy. Um, and it so, is the huge crazy maker. So, I, I think if you can make that step where you—it's a one-way communication— like I almost would prefer an, an email or a text communication that says mm-hmm. I know about this, and then you block the other person from yeah. being from being able to respond to yeah. you. Yeah, oh, good. I like that. Like I if, really like that. I mean, if you can be that emotionally secure where you don't need a response, but you're sending a message to say I know about this. You know, if you know what you're going to do, saying I know what I'm going to do, doing that, and I think the same thing goes for separation. I mean, mm-hmm. I think you have to be really um, emotionally grounded. 
for it not to roll over okay. into the, into all the emotions yeah, that yeah, yeah. come with it, it not feeling like it's going to it's automatically moving toward divorce. So I, I would say a temporary separation. Like yeah. go go somewhere for two weeks while you sort your head out and I sort my head out. Not necessarily move out. There you go. Um, but I like that. I, I like that I a think, little bit better. But I understand where you're going. With I that. think that it's so disruptive to the person who's having the affair to suddenly be confronted with shoot I'm going to lose my family yes my partner's not going to deal with this and I think it's really hard with children though this is you know because we want to keep our children stable Mm -hmm. that's a huge priority but I think that having the partner go away on a business trip for two weeks you know or whatever and just say you know daddy's gone or you know, mommy's out of town on business. I do think this, and you, you tell me what you think about this, but I, I do think not presenting it as an ultimatum, but I do think there's a boundaried way to say, I will not continue this relationship if you are having, if you are continuing the other. Absolutely. And that's where, Absolutely. and that's where like, I'll have a lot of couples that get hung up on this, Yeah. you know, and that's where I think that there's the healthy separation of if you are going to continue this relationship and not completely end it and give me proof that you're completely ending it, then we need to separate until you can figure that out, whether you yeah. want to continue this or not. Yep. Um, and that, that I think comes way too late in the process. I think so too. Yeah. You know, the, you, you just can't continue a marriage while there's a third party involved, Mm-mm. you know, and it's very hard to work on a marriage if there's a third party involved because mm-hmm. there's this fantasy and nobody can compete with the fantasy of, you know, love without bills being paid and mm-hmm. sex without really having to work it out. I mean, nobody can compete with that. Yeah, but I do. I like that temporary separation to clear your heads and decide what you really want. I, I don't I don't have this on our list, but go to the doctor. Mm. You know, get an STD check yeah. for yourself. Don't believe whatever your partner is saying. Yeah. You know, if they're crazy enough to have an affair, then they're crazy enough to potentially not use protection. Go get tested, mm. you know, to protect yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You need to know. You need to know what's what's going on. And, yeah. that you're, and don't sleep okay. with them again without protection until this is completely resolved, until they've been tested and presented you with the test results. I mean, don't do it. Don't, well, don't trust it. Yeah, so, and, but a lot of people don't do that. I mean, sex, don't you think sex should be off the table until there's there's proof that the other relationship has ended in that sense? Or do you think I, that— I don't necessarily—I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I think in part it's it's the it's what you were talking about before of the the dualness of that that you're you're mm-hmm. it's it's in it's in both a places. clear you're talking like, about a clear cut boundary. I am yeah. you are not with me. I am not with you at this point. I, I think if you have a pledge of fidelity, right? Yeah, you, know, what, you, you have broken that pledge. You know, we yes. are not going to be sexual until that pledge comes. Because back. I think a lot of people think it's about sex. They try to overdo it. They try to re-engage that sexual relationship so quickly to prove that they can be to try to win the other party, uh, other person back. Yes, as opposed yes. to entering that with a on on the same ground as their partner. And affairs, you know, for the record, you know, are sometimes about sex and the sexual difficulties, but not always. I mean, affairs are about two things: what's going on in the partner who has the affair. And what's going on between the partners. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily your fault. If mm-hmm. your partner cheated, it's not necessarily your fault. Mm-hmm. You I would know? say it's rarely, it's rarely the other person's fault. I right? mean, it's, their, it's 100% their choice that they are making to That's handle right. this. You are not a fool 
to have not seen it. Mm-mm. I mean, people who you know are good at secrecy, and you are not a fool, no. and you are not a fool to not love crazy. someone. Yeah. You know, and you are not a fool to want the marriage. No, to be to stay in it. I feel there's a lot of people that feel a lot of shame because they want to work on it, and right. they never or they never thought they would be that person, or they would never want to be on the other side. But blame for um, it doesn't rest with them. Blame for the decision that their partner made to step outside the marriage it never resides with them. It's it's hundred percent the choice of their partner that they that they made, and that has to that I think has to be clear. Um, but mar- there's tons of marriages that have recovered from affairs um, that have moved, that have rebuilt and are better on the other side of it, right? Stronger. It, yeah, stronger than they were mm-hmm. prior to the affair. That doesn't mean we condone the affair or say, you know, it makes it doesn't make a marriage stronger, but recovering from something like that can. And right. that's the hope. That's the right. hope that's there, I think. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for listening to Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy with your sex therapist, Lori Watson, and couples therapist, Dr. Adam Matthews. Hey, help us stay on top here at Foreplay. We'd love it if you would subscribe and share it with your friends. And please take one sec and rate and review us. Thanks so much. All content is for entertainment purposes only. It should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.